3: I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of
5: NASCAR.
4: Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some
6: fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. Tonight, we'll make it happen. We know what we got
5: to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live.
4: Checkered flag in the air, and Martin Shreks Jr. wins at Dover.
0: Um, you know, even though we won that race in the spring, it was just like, okay, we know the things we need to get better at. How do we do that?
7: Chase Elliott comes off the end of the back straightaway. He's about to tame the monster.
8: We've had, we've had fast cars there, and, and to be honest with you, I, I think probably the biggest reason we've had some good runs at that racetrack is probably because of Jimmy's success over the years. NASCAR Live has brought to you by Procore
5: Construction Management Software. Reduce rework and finish jobs faster with Procore and by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength from the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina. Here is your host, Mike Bagley.
7: Hello everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you for yet another weekly get-together and we are in playoff form, my friends. A new round of the playoffs. We'll start this weekend at Dover for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. On today's show, we'll hear from some of the guys that will be advancing to the round of 12. Also this weekend, the NASCAR Xfinity Series will wrap up their first round. We'll hear from some of the top guys in that series and their thoughts on moving forward to Dover, Delaware this weekend. MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistone will drop by. We'll talk playoffs and latest news and stories with Petey. Also this weekend, it's the 100th Cup race at Dover International Speedway. We'll pay tribute to the Monster Mile on this show today. A lot of news this year about drivers moving to new locations in 2020. We've got the latest on Silly Season coming up. We'll preview Dover with NASCAR's top drivers, as well as Kyle Larson's crew chief, Chad Johnston. And we've also got a sneak peek on this week's MRN 50th anniversary podcast, as well as this week in NASCAR history and a whole lot more. Told you we had a lot going on. Let's get things started with Kim Kuhn, who joins us with the latest social
9: talk. Kimmy.
10: For the second week in a row in the Cup Series, the leader wrecks, but still wins. Martin Trucks Jr. had the spin and win at Richmond two weeks ago, and this past Sunday at the Charlotte Roval, Chase Elliott blew the first corner on a lap 65 restart, but it wasn't enough to stop the Dawsonville Georgia native from earning his first playoff win of the year.
8: I didn't know how bad it was, you know. Obviously, I, I pretty well thought I kind of pissed it away, and, and just couldn't believe I did something so so stupid. You know, I don't know uh, that you could do something any more stupid than that. Uh, leading this race and as fast as we were, so just uh, a lot of a lot of fight in our guys to get our car fixed the right way. And there's a lot of times you have damage and, and you can you can make it worse and. Uh, our guys did a good job of fixing it the right way. You know, got the cautions to fall at the right time, had good restarts uh, at the right time, and was able to, uh, you know, able to somehow come back and, and finish it off. I'm, I'm uh, as wild as, as anybody.
10: A lot of talk leaving the Charlotte Roval was the feud between Bubba Wallace and Alex Bowman. The two got together on track multiple times, with Bowman ultimately getting the last say in it, spinning Wallace through the chicane. A video surfaced on social media following the event where Bubba splashed water on Bowman while he was receiving medical attention post-race. Bowman reacted to the incident.
11: Probably shouldn't repeat what he said to me, but um, nothing classy by any means. I mean, I get it. I, I'd be mad too, but uh, he put himself in that spot. We raced side-by-side side later in the race and uh, didn't run into each other then. So it is, it is what it is in, in my book. Um, just uh, don't flip me off. If you do it once, I get it. I ran into you on the first lap. That's on me. I I messed up. But uh, don't do it for three laps in a row every single straightaway.
10: Bowman advanced to the next round of the playoffs with a second-place finish Sunday. Ryan Newman, Kurt Busch, Eric Jones, and Eric Amarola were all eliminated from playoff contention in the Cup Series. A.J. Almendinger was back in Xfinity Series victory lane on Saturday in Charlotte. He won for Collegue Racing. It was Almendinger's third career win in the series and first since 2013. The Xfinity Series is back in action this week at Dover for their first elimination race of the playoffs. Motor Racing Network will have all of the NASCAR coverage from the Monster Mile this weekend, beginning with Cup Practice on MRN.com at 1.30 and again at 3 30 on Friday. I'm Kim Kuhn. For more on what's trending in NASCAR, visit our social media channels at MRN Radio. And as always, you can visit us at MRN.com.
7: Thank you, Kim. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll get you up to speed on the latest silly season news and later. We'll reset the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoff
3: standings. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Is that Shakespeare?
3: Nope, it's Geico. Uh,
1: Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries.
12: For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
3: Nope, it's from Geico, because they help save people money.
1: Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare.
3: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. That's limited by state law.
7: There are a lot of drivers making moves next year. We'll give you the latest next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
0: Winged Nation with Steve Post, Aaron Evernham, and Ashley Strim, your destination for all things winged sprint cars. Each Saturday at 8:30 and 11:30 a.m. on Mav TV, live at noon on wingednation.com and Facebook Live. Join us for in-depth conversations with drivers and personalities that make up the greatest dirt racing on earth. The Winged Nation Preview Podcast each Thursday previews the upcoming weekend. Winged Nation winged sprint car talk covering dirt tracks all across America. 2019 is the Motor Racing Network's 50th year, and things are about to get a lot louder. I'm Woody Kane. The NASCAR season is revving its engine, and MRN's two biggest loudspeakers are back when race spotter Joey Meyer and I bring you the latest news, results, and headlines every Monday on MRN Out Loud. Crank it up Mondays on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are heard.
5: Whelan would like to congratulate Chase Elliott and his number nine Hedrick pit crew for the win at the Charlotte Roval. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. On lap 65, Elliott crashed into the wall, but the team didn't give up. Crew chief Alan Gustafson and his team went to work to fix the damage.
7: Fortunately,
4: you know, there wasn't much. It seemed like it pushed the hood down more than anything and kind of pushed the hood, uh inside of the top of the fenders and, and uh, kind of pushed it back into the windshield, so... The biggest thing that we really had to do is, is get that
13: back sealed up and get it down. Having that vented isn't, isn't the greatest thing in the world for the performance of the car. So, uh, yeah, it was our biggest task. And as long as the splitter was intact and in good condition, uh, no tire rubs, we we're going to be in decent shape. On
5: the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley.
7: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This time of year, there's a lot of news starting to fly about where drivers are going to be heading for the next racing season. The 2020 silly season is in full
2: swing. And to get you up to speed on who's going where, here's MRN's Dylan Welch. Looking ahead to next season as it pertains to who will race where in the Cup Series, it's been a very busy silly season already. Here's what we know as of right now. Daniel Hemrick is out at Richard Childress Racing. A few weeks ago, the team announced Hemrick would not be returning to the team's eight car. Hemrick is winless in all three levels of NASCAR, but says he's always been with the rebuilding program, and maybe it's time to get in winning equipment.
8: Maybe it is time to, to rebuild the stock, right? Maybe go back to truck racing, Xfinity racing, or, or whatever the next opportunity is to, to build that stock and show I can win. You know, I, I won in every single level that I ever ran full time in all my way up through the ladder. Um, and... Everybody knows I'm not cocky, and I'm not going to sit here and brag about that. The grand scheme of things, I know if I'm in winning stuff, I'll win races, and I don't care what level it's at, and that's what gives me the desire to keep going.
2: It hasn't been announced who will replace Hemrick at RCR, but it's likely 2018 Xfinity champ Tyler Reddick will fill the team's void. Levine Family Racing has a new alliance with Toyota Racing Development and Joe Gibbs Racing. This opens the door for Christopher Bell to run full-time in the 95 car next season. Bell, of course, in the thick of an Xfinity Series championship battle, and says it's nice to finally get this deal announced.
11: Yeah, it's definitely a really big relief getting it out there because everyone already knew, and and everyone's coming to me asking when, what's what's going on, what's going on. And I just have to sit here and say I don't know, I don't know. For me, my deal was done pretty early, so I didn't have much of a silly season to go through. But uh, I'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now, and I want to make sure that I finish this thing off in the and try and get a championship.
2: The move by Levine Family Racing left Matt DiBenedetto searching for a job, who found one with the help from Paul Menard. Menard told the Wood Brothers Racing team he had plans to retire at season's end and recommended DiBenedetto for the vacant ride.
6: They just had a talk with him when he was, you know, coming to these um, conclusions that he didn't want to race full-time. He, uh, Immediately they asked, "Well, you know, okay, you're not doing this. Who should we get?" And when they asked who should we get, he immediately said my name. And so I was. After that, I was. They only talked to me. And um, but no, he wasn't. Uh, to answer your question, he wasn't the one that uh, reached out. It was uh, the Wood Brothers and Pensky team that um, all all reached out to me. And and um, and then yeah, afterwards I I talked to to Paul about it and tried to uh, thank him, but I couldn't even figure out the words to thank him for you know impacting my life.
2: Benedetto wasn't the only driver to enter the Ford camp this silly season. Roush Fenway Racing announced this past week that they were picking up an option they had on Chris Buescher's developmental contract. Here's team owner Jack Roush.
4: Not often as in real life that you have a chance to redo a mistake. Chris had uh, had distinguished himself in that that rarefied air. And the fact that I didn't uh, have the courage to go on and uh, stress the organization and and uh, stress my other resources to, to make room for him uh, was something I regretted.
2: Busher won a championship for Jack in the now Xfinity series back in 2015. The team will move on from Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who won twice for the organization
14: but failed to make the playoffs this year. You know, sometimes change is good. So, um, you know, like they said, it just didn't work. It hadn't been working over the last couple years, and we've had speed. Uh, we just haven't had consistent finishes. So... Um, You know, I think that's what sucks for myself is I feel like we've had plenty of speed to to get the job done. It's just, you know, a lot of things came down to, uh, you know, us not getting those results. And so, um, ultimately, that's that's what we're here for is results. And, you know, they they weren't coming. For more on the latest on what's
2: happened as it pertains to silly season, visit MRN.com.
7: Thank you, Dylan. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll hear from some of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series drivers about moving on to the playoffs. And we'll bring in MRN.com senior writer, Pete Mastoni, to break. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie?
2: Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll, I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep,
3: still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance.
4: Mmm, is
3: it, that macadamia
4: nut I taste? Let me take one more.
15: Sir, mm,
3: yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
15: Day, that's 844-NASCAR-9. Since 1942,
0: Freightliner has been an industry innovator, developing trucks renowned for their dependability and efficiency. Whether your job requires a dump truck, a concrete mixer, or delivery truck... You can count on Freightliner to maximize your productivity with a wide range of horsepower and torque rating that meet even the most demanding job conditions. Freightliner trucks are built to build your business. Learn more at Freightliner.com.
7: Freightliner. Work smart. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series enters round two of the playoffs this weekend in Dover. We'll reset the storylines next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
5: For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story.
4: They are in turn, too, in front of Mike Joy.
5: With help from some of the sport's iconic voices.
4: Oh, crap, and I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty.
5: I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
16: It's the age-old racing debate. Is it the car or is it the driver? Well, the answer isn't really that simple. If you do the math, it's one part car, one part driver, five parts fit-through. Not to mention all the guys back at the shop, the engine builder, the interior designer, wind tunnel tech, e Be sure to join MRN Crew Call each week to meet the guys behind the numbers that make the car go.
7: It's MRN
16: Crew Call presented by Money Lion. Every Wednesday on MRN.com or wherever you listen to your podcast.
5: Motor Racing Network presents Building Toward a Championship, presented by Procore after his win at the Charlotte Roval. Chase Elliott is now turning his focus to the next round of the playoffs.
8: You know, nice to have an extra six points going into the next round for sure. You know, we'll go to work on Dover on Tuesday and 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 start our prep and uh, you know really really think about the next one. But it's hard to carry anything really from today into next week just because it's you know back back to the ovals and and anything we learned today from a road course standpoint. Obviously, we don't have another one the rest of the year, but can definitely take those six points with you as long as you're alive in this playoff system and. Hopefully we don't need them, but let's get it away. So we have them.
5: Building Florida championship is presented by Procore. Whether you're a GC, a specialty contractor, or an owner, Procore's construction management software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. No matter what you're building, Procore can help you finish ahead of the competition. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
7: Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live this past weekend at the Charlotte Roval. Round one of the Cup Series playoffs ended. For more on that, here's MRN's Woody Kane.
0: Round one of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs is over. And for four drivers, the dreams of winning the 2019 Cup Series championship is done. Eric Jones finished 40th at the Charlotte
11: Roval. Well, that's frustrating. It's frustrating not just to even have a chance to run the whole race, you know. We didn't make it to the first stage, and it wasn't our fault. And uh, that's probably the most frustrating part. You get taken out, and you can't, nothing, you know, nothing you can do about it. So, um, have to keep going all year, win some more races and come back and start over again next year's playoffs.
0: Kurt Busch finished 18th or worse in every race of the first round.
14: Yeah, our playoffs were a nightmare. We didn't execute. Uh, we didn't have lap time and uh, we got to regroup in these seven races to make something better out of our season. That, that was a nightmare for three races, but we're out, um, you know, but we can still try to salvage something overall. Uh, we were a top 10 team all year uh, we just wheels came off it of here. This was a nightmare for Eric Almirola. A close
0: battle with Ryan Newman in the closing laps held him up
8: just enough. I knew he was going to have to make a pass through. Um, I was putting a lot of pressure on him there, um, trying to get by him. And uh, you know, I figured I, he was either going to make a mistake or I was going to move him out of the way. And he made a mistake, but it, it wasn't enough. You know, we still had to get uh, more cars. So. I think we came up four or five points short.
0: Ryan Newman and his Roush Fenway team fought hard at the Charlotte Roval, but a mistake late in the race knocked him out of the next round. We don't stop. We keep working. We act like we're in. We um, just mathematically we're not. We'll uh, still got the opportunity to make it all the way to fifth. Um, these other guys are going to implode when they start to lose, and we're not going to do that. The next round of the 2019 playoffs includes Dover. Talladega and Kansas. It's a round that Hendrick Motorsports driver William Byron is looking forward to.
8: We have to have a really good round going to um, going through these next three races, but you know Talladega is in there, and anything can happen. And um, was unlucky there last time, so maybe I can be uh, luckier this time. And just just super excited. I mean, it's uh, it's great to get to this point in the season and still have a shot.
0: Stewart Haas Racing's Kevin Harvick is not taking any of these races for granted.
8: Every week's a challenge. You know, we we just take them. One week at a time, they can all be concerning. Uh, just depends on the circumstances. So today was was pretty calm for us. Um, we had a good race car all day, and and uh, we're able to, uh, you know, to run up front all day. Alex Bowman raced
0: his way to second at the Charlotte Roble and on to the second round of the playoff. He'll reset in ninth place.
11: Yeah, obviously it feels really good, um, as good as it can with with how I'm feeling right now, but. Um, Just uh, trying to stay focused on Dover. Got to get healthy by then and uh, be strong there.
0: Clint Boyer will open
11: round two in the
0: 12th position and is looking forward to getting a better start to the round of 12.
8: Hell yes. Uh, Excited to to reset and and not be playing catch up. Won't, Won't put ourselves in a hole again. Dover's a good track for me was a good track for our organization. I feel like we can, uh, you know, get reset and, and, and go for, uh, you know, that next round of eight.
0: Ganassi Racing's Kyle Larson will reset in eighth place.
8: I feel like the first round, for sure, if you can just not
11: make mistakes, you can make it through. You know, we didn't make any mistakes. We had two top tens and you know out of the three races and, and pretty comfortably made it. So um, you may be able to even do that in the next round. But uh, once you get into the third round, you've got to start winning.
0: For a complete look at the standings, visit MRN.com.
7: Thank you, Woody. Let's bring in MRN.com senior writer Pete Pistone for the perspective from the dot-com portion of what we offer you. Pete, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Always good to be with you, Mike, and
17: lots to talk about and lots to write about at MRN.com.
7: Very eventful round one of the playoffs for some, a very uneventful round For others, let's talk about the eventful portion of it. Who do you feel has had the most eventful round one, in your opinion?
17: Well, I would say on the positive side, certainly Martin Kurek Jr. I don't think anybody thought anybody could win a couple of races in the opening round, let alone have a chance to sweep, as he did this past Sunday at the Roval. He wasn't able to do that, but I think Martin Kurek Jr. certainly flexing his muscles, and you certainly have to consider him to be a prohibitive favorite to get to Homestead-Miami Speedway and run for a second championship i would say on the other side of the fence you look at the four drivers that are not going to go to the round of 12 and there's some surprises down there for me mike and one of them's got to be kurt Busch because i think kurt bush had a regular season that a lot of folks thought we were going to bring maybe tip ganassi a chance to win a championship Chip ganassi has a chance to win that championship still with kyle larson in but that was not the first round that kurt bush by any means, thought he would have, and he's on the outside looking in now, and have to wait for 2020 to try to win another title.
7: I was surprised by that because it looked like that the one team had some had some momentum, had uh, had things going in their favor in the middle of the summer. But it seemed like the closer they got to playoff time, and I actually when the playoffs began, it seems like things just things just went away from them, and then swung over to the 42 car. Uh, now that's not going to stop the one team from trying to win races and, and run up front. Just the performance hasn't been there, and Kurt owned this after the race on Sunday at Charlotte. the The performance just hasn't been there, and it was just a miserable first round for those guys.
17: Yeah, I mean the, the problems on Sunday were sort of the you know crescendo of what had happened at Vegas, well, again, and that was really surprising because the mile and a half program for Chip Ganassi Racing, especially with Kurt Bush, in that one car, has been really good. And when he got up to a bad start there, had the tough week the following week at Richmond. You know, he wasn't that far out when he went to, to the Robo. I mean, 14 points. We've seen drivers overcome that kind of a deficit before. But his day was just so bad that there was no way he was going to get out of this. And you make a really good point. Obviously, he still has races, seven of them to be exact, and maybe try to win a race and play spoiler. But I didn't think Kurt Busch would be playing spoiler, Mike. I really kind of thought Kurt Busch had an outside chance of maybe going to Miami and running for a title.
7: And that segues over to Kurt's brother, Kyle, a part of the Joe Gibbs Racing Camp. Tough sledding for the 18 and Kyle Busch and not really the dominance and the consistent presence at the front of the field in the race Sunday at Charlotte like we've seen out of JGR in races past this year. Well, we haven't. And, you know,
17: it's interesting because we talk a lot about how you come into these playoffs in terms of how you're running. And I know it's been well-documented that Kyle Busch hasn't won a race since the first June race when we were there back at Pocono on June the 2nd, but he hadn't been running poorly. Well, I don't think you could say that about the first round of the playoffs. He ran poorly in Vegas, which triggered off a lot of frustration, bounced back the next week, finished second behind Drugs Jr. at Richmond, so it looked like the ship was a little bit righted there, but again had a disastrous day where he finished 10 laps off the pace, left the race because he had a broken sway bar mount, and wound up finishing 37. The good news for Kyle Busch and his fans, he was the regular season champion, so he accumulated a lot of bonus points. He does have that insurance policy that he talked about after Vegas, and he's going to have to use it. But I would expect him to bounce back. I, I would think that Joe Gibbs Racing in general has a chance now at Dover this week to show what they did in the regular season. And Kyle Busch, I think, needs a really good run on Sunday, just from a confidence standpoint for Kyle.
7: Chatting with MRN.com senior writer Pete Bastoni. let's segue that into one of the offerings at MRN.com. This week's edition of the Power Rankings, and there was some shuffling going on. What would you say is maybe a tease for our listeners out there before they head off to the website about what they can expect and what kind of changes are in the Power Rankings this week?
17: Well, I think you should look at the guy that won this race on Sunday in Chase Elliott and see how far up the Power Rankings He has gone. And, again, when I look at the power rankings, my criteria isn't so much what have you done for me lately, although I think as you get into the playoffs, you've got to look at that as a little more of a trend than maybe we did in the regular season. And I think at this time, as you're looking to try to get everything going in the right direction, and if you're Chase Elliott uh, and, and Alan Gustafson and that nine team, you know it's not that he won so much, Mike. It was the way that they won. They had such a really good race car, and then he had the accident, made the mistake, You know, copped to the mistake, was embarrassed by the mistake when he ran into the wall, but he was able to come back from that, and that shows you the resilience of this team. They certainly have the race cars, it seems like right now, that they can contend for this, so I look at Chase Elliott as a guy kind of going on the upswing, and if you look at the power rankings, you're going to see some guys going on the downswing, and that is not the trend you want. You want to reverse that course as quickly as possible with these playoffs.
7: Very interesting and dicey round of 12 coming up, and as Pete mentioned, you can hear it all on Motor Racing Network, and obviously you can catch up 24-7 at MRN.com. We've got you covered there as well. Appreciate it. It is a fantastic time of year, and you have uh, you folks over at .com have got us squared away. We'll look forward to seeing what you got for us later on in the week.
17: We're going to be busy, but it should be a lot of fun, Mike. Thanks.
7: All right, Petey. Thank you. Still to come on NASCAR Live, we'll hear from NASCAR Xfinity Series drivers on their thoughts on the cutoff race this weekend. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Is that Shakespeare?
7: Nope.
1: Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare.
3: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15%
18: or more. But to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sinoco. MRN's classic races. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Dale Earnhardt now watches. Labonte spun across
4: the line and got the win.
0: Spanning fifty years of NASCAR racing.
4: Army Hall, there's a beautiful afternoon here in Daytona Beach, and the action will be fast and furious.
0: Legendary voices, legendary
5: races.
4: Darrell, simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that two hundred thousand. That's all I can tell you.
5: MRN's him. classic races available on MRN.com, iTunes, and your favorite podcast provider.
7: He did, he did touch. No, he knocked the hell out of me. We'll talk NASCAR XFINITY Series next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
13: Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street.
12: It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. This is NASCAR Live.
7: Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue along on this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us. This weekend is the final race of the first round of the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs. A little more on what to expect this weekend. Here's MRN's Tony Rizzini. All right,
13: thanks, Mike. For four NASCAR Xfinity Series drivers, it's over at Dover. The first round wraps up this weekend at Dover International Speedway. Christopher Bell leads the standings, and he remembers starting off well last year, only to have a bad second round of the playoffs.
11: Like last year, we, we you know, we had okay Richmond, we won. We know we're going to be good there. Roval, that's that's a struggle point. And then Dover, we struggled last year at Dover one, and we're like, okay, man, that's going to be a struggle point. And and then you, so we do pick our pick apart our racetracks and pick where we're going to be good at where we're going to be bad at. and uh, and then all all heck broke loose. We won Richmond, um, ran good at Roval, won Dover, so that was a great stretch, and then we DNF, DNF twice in a row, which killed us at at two racetracks where we thought we'd run really good.
13: Just ten points behind is Cole Custer. Yeah, I mean,
11: I think this first round, that's the biggest thing for us. I mean, we have so many, uh, we have a pretty good amount of bonus points that'll help us out, so I think uh, if we can try and just eliminate the bad days, I think we'll be able to make it, but that second round is pretty tough. I mean, uh, even though we're in a good spot bonus point-wise, I mean, one person wins a race that you don't expect, and it's uh, you're in a bad spot. So I think you
13: got to be on your game for sure. Austin cindric is solidly in fourth place. He says Dover is a place he looks forward to. Dover is the most fun place on the NASCAR schedule, in my opinion, to make a lap. If you could put a second seat in any... One of our cars that any racetrack I'd picked over, because every fan needs to experience that, that that four-story drop into the corner, loading up into the corner, committing to full throttle before you can even see the exit of the corner because the hill's so tall. Uh, that, that's that's something you, you can't experience on a on a highway. You can't experience in your street car. That's it's, it's there's nowhere else like that, and it, it's really fun for me. Uh, it's it's somewhere I've been able to run reasonably well in the past, uh, but it, it's somewhere that'd be really cool for me to try try and win one day. Justin Allgaier is just behind Cendric in the fifth spot. He says Dover is
19: a physically challenging track. I'm not even sure that there's a description that I can begin to tell you that would describe Dover. It's it's just one of those places where I've never felt like um, I, I've never felt like that my head. Was literally gonna just drive itself all the way through your body, uh, but that's basically what it feels like. Every time you turn off into the corner, the weight of your helmet and the weight of your head—it just feels like it's gonna break both shoulders clean off. Like you, it's just gonna keep on driving down, and and um, you know, I've always heard people say my heart was in my throat. They've never driven Brist- or uh, Dover, uh, Bristol or Dover either one because that's the feeling you get. You're literally your heart is in your throat, but only because your head is down about where your heart should be at. But uh, it's it's such a fun place, and you know, I've been lucky enough. Um, between Richmond and, and Dover to have some great runs in my career. Go to victory lane at Dover um, last year in the in the spring race. So, you know, I'm excited for it. Um, these playoff, the, the the two rounds before Homestead, I feel like have a great mix of racetracks and something that, uh, you know, makes it a lot of fun for our fans.
13: Chase Briscoe is sixth in the standings. Dover is a track that he's still trying to figure out.
8: Yeah, Dover, uh, for me, I'm always ringing really, really well there. But I don't necessarily know if I, I get the gist of it, of finding that little extra bit of speed. I feel like we've been really good there. Our concrete cards have been really good. You know, Bristol, we ran fourth and second. And Dover, I think we ran fifth earlier this year. So we've, we've had a really good package over there. Um, but that's a place where it's so easy to get caught up in other people's messes. You know, if there's a wreck on the exit of the corner, it, it almost seems like it, it's like a man that just pulls you right into it. So I don't know. We just got to go there and stay up front. That's probably the hardest place in the playoffs to pass, I feel like, next to the Roval, and if you start up front, it's going to be a lot easier of a day than if you start back. So qualifying is going to be a big deal there, and hopefully we can keep it up front all day.
13: On the bubble is Michael Annette with 11 points to the good he's feeling pretty confident for this weekend's cutoff race at Dover
8: yeah I mean I knew uh, I knew it was going to be a tough weekend you know and and that's why we we wanted to execute at Richmond as well as we did and, and get that that buffer and bonus points and stuff uh, uh, on the other guys but didn't didn't think it was going to be this exciting with uh, having to go to a backup car and really just uh, destroying the car on that I think it was that first restart here uh, here in this the first segment so um, just a really long day, but um, you know we, we were able to finish ahead of three three of the guys we're fighting for uh, for going on to the next round. So so that was big, and you know we, we got ourselves a I think eleven point cushion going in. So good to have it behind us uh, and have that cushion not coming out square with, with some of the guys and going to a track that we really enjoy and we had some good runs at.
13: Be sure to catch the Use Your Melon Drive Sober 200 this Saturday at two thirty Eastern Time. Find out who advances to the next round of the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs on the Motor Racing Network.
7: Thank you, zuter Coming up, we'll celebrate 100 races at Dover. And later, we'll preview the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race this weekend at the Monster Mile. I'm Matt
6: Benedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry. On race day, you can save a ton of fuel by drafting in the pack, but you'll never win if you don't stay up on the wheel. It's like in the construction business. You can either keep up with the competition or leave them in the dust with the Procore construction management platform. Whether you're a GC, specialty contractor, or owner, Procore's software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. To learn more, visit Procore.com.
0: Hey guys, it's Corley Joy. Join me and my friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Ma on the Sunday Money Podcast. As we talk racing, listen, a lot's
6: happened to talk about the race and your spectacular sixth place finish. Yeah, it was fantastic.
10: Daryl, maybe you should start off by telling us why you weren't here last week.
6: And just life. What is
0: the biggest difference this, this week? Because you look oh, a little well, more Oh, I found
10: out I have a third nipple.
0: It's Sunday Money on mrn.com, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts.
19: There's our next promo.
7: We'll celebrate 100 races at Dover International Speedway next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics.
1: Joey Logano to the lead on the back
3: straightaway.
7: Racing Electronics' scanners and headphones, we can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You
3: want the championship, baby, yeah!
7: And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Are you
5: ready to help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid? Yeah! Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org.
7: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for hanging out on this week's NASCAR Live. This weekend is a big milestone for Dover International Speedway. For more on that, here's MRN's Steve Post.
18: This year is the 50th anniversary of Dover International Speedway, and this weekend is the 100th race on this challenging one-mile oval. Over the past 50 years, the track has favored the tried-and-true veterans of the sport. Only twice, as a first-time winner made it to victory lane. The first came in 1981 when Jody Ridley surprised the 40,000 fans in attendance to win the Mason-Dixon 500. It would be his one and only series win.
4: Jody Ridley takes a good line, brings it down to the bottom of the racetrack, comes out of the throttle a little bit, slows up as he comes off that fourth corner. Harold Kinder with a checkered flag puts it on him at Jody Ridley wins his first Grand National Winston Cup race.
18: It would take 26 years for another first-time winner to grace victory lane at Dover. This time, it was Martin Truex Jr. while driving for Dale Earnhardt, Incorporated.
4: Glad to come back and race on Monday. Martin Truex Jr. comes up off turn number four, and at the track he calls his home track, the Monster Mile, Martin Truex Jr. scores his first career Nextel Cup Series victory.
18: In 1995, the track made a change from asphalt to concrete. The first person to win on the new surface was Kyle Petty.
0: Kyle Petty works the low side of the racetrack, holding off all challengers. Kyle Petty will break a two-year winless streak. He wins the Miller 500.
18: Dover International Speedway has earned the nickname the Monster Mile, and for good reason. Miles the Monster has taken a bite out of a lot of race cars in the past five decades.
4: Trouble out of turn number four. Waltrip spins and gets tagged again by Lowell Cowell and caution is on the speedway. Harry Gantt slams into the wall. Earnhardt spins out in the middle of the track. Here comes Mike Alexander. He tags the wall and caution is on the track again.
0: Here at Dover Downs under caution a very savage accident for Jeff Burton. Slams the wall coming out of turn four. He is helped from the car by safety members here at the Dover Downs speedway and crew members
4: some other back at dover international speedway and once again we're shown why it's called the monster mike bagley
7: yes we are a one car incident has turned into an eight car junkyard over here on the back straightaway it started when elliot sadler got oh jimmy gets jacked up and he's in the wall he
13: spun the tires coming to the green flag and we've got a massive crash going into turn number one
7: and joey logano is around spins down to the inside of the racetrack over wheel barreling now now down the back- straight away. And over and side over side. Also collected Reed Sorensen. Also Robbie Gordon. Martin Truex Jr. is collected as Joey Logano goes for a wild tumble in turn three here at Dover.
18: At Dover, no driver is safe from trouble, including the leader. Can't believe it here this
4: afternoon at Dover as Neil Bonnet watches it go up in smoke. Cale Yarbrough ...who was less than 20 miles, just about 21 miles, as a matter of fact... ...from winning this one this afternoon, has gone up in smoke with a four-lap lead. Back at Dover, the Miller 500 taking a dramatic turn... ...when an accident off turn two in front of race leaders Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon... ...causes them to get together. A problem in turn two has brought out the yellow flag... ...and the leader of the pack may be involved There's it. trouble for
2: Dale Jarrett on the racetrack. Smoke pouring from the rear of Jarrett's car. He slows on the back straightaway. Ernie Irvin comes by
7: and
18: takes the lead. Oh, and kings in the wall.
7: The race leader crashes... Brian Vickers is collected. Robbie
18: Gordon there. One of the more special moments in NASCAR history happened at Dover in 2001. The MBNA Cal Ripken 400 was the first race after the tragic events of 9-11 and it was NASCAR's most popular driver in an emotional victory lane.
2: It'll be a very popular win here at Dover Downs this afternoon. He won at Daytona in the Pepsi 400. He scores his second win here today in the first state of Delaware. Dale Earnhardt Jr.
4: wins the MBNA Cal Ripken Jr. 400. Dale Earnhardt Jr., who had never had better than a third-place finish here, doing the burnout here in the front straightaway, carrying an American flag as he comes back up by the start-finish line to the cheers of 140,000 race fans here
2: at Dover. It's a
8: really emotional day really uh, really happy to have carried the American flag around the racetrack there at the end Uh, I've never done a Polish victory lap before that's probably the last one I'll do but uh, it was for good reason and I'm real happy to win this race I mean it's a good good boost for the crew the
4: Budweiser team and everybody involved it looked like most of those fans up there were rooting for you
8: I think so I mean it was uh, it was the most exciting before the race to see the emotion in the fans during uh, the national anthem and things like that I mean it's just amazing now. everybody can come together after something uh, like we
18: had over the past couple weeks, and I'm just really glad to be an uh, American, I guess. When it comes to Dover, one driver stands out above all the rest. With 11 wins, Jimmy Johnson is by far the most successful.
4: It is all over, and Jimmy
2: Johnson, for the 11th time in his career, has picked up the win here at Dover. It, it's a tough track, uh, one that I love to challenge for, and it's just a, a track that I've always had a feel for. Uh, I don't know if my off-road background plays into it with the, the crazy entry where you're literally jumping into the turns and then the exit of the corner, you're climbing up the hill and like jumping onto the straights, uh, but I, I can remember going there my first time in 90, 98 in an ASA car. And the majority of those short track guys are like, what are, what are we doing here? Like, we shouldn't be here. And I'm out there screaming and yelling on the radio. I'm having such a good time. This is the coolest thing ever. So it's just always fit my style.
18: Motor Racing Network will have live flag-to-flag coverage of the Dryden 400. Dover's 100th race this Sunday at 1.30 Eastern time.
7: Man, the Monster Mile has come a long way. I've been going to Dover since I was five years old. And being from Delaware, it was a huge deal when NASCAR came to town twice a year. Uh, we share a birthday. Uh, we're both turning 50 this year, uh, Dover International Speedway and yours truly. And there's been a whole lot of good racing over those 50 years. And it's going to be an honor to be a part of that 100th cup race coming up Sunday. A race you'll hear right here on Motor Racing Network. Posty, thank you so much. Great piece right there. We're going to preview this weekend's Dry Dean 400 at Dover next and later. We'll be joined by Kyle Larson's crew chief, Chad Johnston. NASCAR's biggest names will preview the Drydeen 400 at Dover next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
12: It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Pettys, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at nascarhall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Transformation, a thorough or dramatic change in appearance. Sure, that's the textbook definition, but it really means we're getting you in the locker room on game day with the new Talladega Garage experience. Come see it for yourself this October.
5: Facebook and Twitter, MRN is there. Follow MRN on social media for all the latest happenings from the track and in NASCAR. Breaking news, video, photos, live races and shows, stats, opinion, and more. Follow along on MRN's Facebook and Twitter. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
7: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This weekend, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series starts the round of 12 at Dover International Speedway. Playoff time continues and with a preview, here's MRN's Kyle Ricky.
16: Round 1 of the 2019 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs is over and 12 teams are moving on. While the teams have been to Dover earlier in the season, they've learned a lot about the rules package since then. Kyle Larson hopes the knowledge about the package helps change the passing situation at Dover. Like I got stuck behind a couple lappers, you
11: know, that were just a few tenths slower than me but i couldn't get by you know until they finally would just move out of the way so it was a, a frustrating race but the cars have evolved since then so um you know i mean they haven't but you know set up some things you know teams have learned their cars more so hopefully because of that you will know, we'll be able to
16: pass a little bit easier or maybe it'll be harder clint boyer looks at going back to dover with notes as an even playing field as everyone has had time to readjust their cars and better anticipate their performance. Dover's a good track for me. You know, it's a place that I, I really enjoy racing at. And usually, you know, when you're enjoying
8: something, it's because you run well there. It's just, you're going to fight, you know, the same thing, same struggles. Uh, everybody will be a little bit better. You know, you learn from, from the first race and make adjustments um, as we progress. The team's... Learn, you know, a little bit better setup. up. Arrow boys get a little bit better there. You just, you know, but it's not like you just get better. Everybody gets better. So it's kind of more of the same.
16: Charlotte Roble winner Chase Elliott gives credit for his team success at Dover to Jimmy Johnson. Johnson has 11 wins at the Monster Mile and clearly shares his notes about getting around the racetrack.
8: We've had, we've had fast cars there, and, and to be honest with you, I, I think probably the biggest reason we've had some good runs at that racetrack is probably because of Jimmy's success over the years. Uh, I think he's been so good. He's laid a really good baseline for HMS and, and for us to go there and have a decent place to start for the weekend, um, so I think a lot of it is because of that, and, and obviously you know he's won however many races there, so he has a real good feel on what to do, and I think he does a better job than I do um, a lot of times as being able to describe things and really put things into words. I feel like it's hard to uh, sometimes th- you know, things are really complicated in what you're feeling, and it's hard to put that into simplified terms and explain it. And he does a really nice job of that, and I think that's that's why that you know he's had a lot of a lot of the success he has.
16: William Byron is hoping some of that magic Jimmy Johnson found stays with his crew chief, Chad Canals.
8: Yeah, that's a track that I'm really looking forward to and really optimistic about. I mean, um, you know, Chad's had a lot of success there, and we had a really good car there in the spring. We just, um, we, I think we took two tires, and we got trapped way in the back, and we restarted like 30th and finished 8th. So, you know, we, I think we had a really good car there, um, so we just got to try to build on that. I think it's going to come ba- better for us i think the speed wise will be better going there in the fall so we just got to get through this race and hopefully have an opportunity to go there and, and compete for it
16: martin truix jr is looking at his win at dover in the spring pointing out where they needed to improve and going after that adjustment
0: uh, i think you definitely have to find some things to be better uh, each time you go back we were able to do that at richmond last week which was a big deal for us and for our team so Um, You know, even though we won that race in the spring, it was like, okay, we know the things we need to get better at. How do we do that? And and the guys were able to do a good job uh, in that department. So hopefully, you know, going to
6: Dover is the same. Um, Yeah, we ran well. Our car was good. But we know, you know, guys are building better cars, faster cars, better stuff, and and have a better understanding of that track and and this package with
0: it. So it's been a a huge learning curve all year, really, because of the rules being so different. And you just, you can, you constantly have to keep chasing speed and trying to find more.
7: Thank you, Kyle. Over the weekend, Woody Kane caught up with Kyle Larson, crew chief, Chad Johnston, and they talked about what it takes to go fast on that monster mile, that one-mile racetrack in Delaware.
0: But Chad, if you fly over top of Dover, it looks like a giant Bristol.
14: Concrete, high banks, are the setups any way similar at all? Yeah, there's a lot of crossover, uh, believe it or not, but uh, it's really a crossover between Bristol and Intermediate because the speeds are so high, but the, the corners are, have a lot of banking. Um, you're on a lot of throttle there, just like you do Bristol, and obviously the concrete surface brings it, you know, to be more similar to Bristol than most places. Concrete tracks in general, does that present challenges for you, or is it just different? It's different. I, I feel like it's easier just because, you know, the, I don't feel like the track changes as much, or you know, the direction it's going to go. It's going to take rubber, and you kind of know what direction it's going to go. Asphalt is, you know, a little bit hit and miss, just depending on where you're at in the in the country and what time of day you race it. The concrete s- stays more consistent throughout the day as far as temperature goes a lot of tracks you need sheer speed but at dover with those high banks and the turns you spend an awful lot of time there do you have to do anything different to account for that yeah i mean it's just the, it's the wear and tear on the cars it's definitely harder just because of the banking um, the seams in the concrete you know you get a lot of vibration there just like you do bristol um, but your straightaways are longer there so the bumps into turn three you get they're getting pretty rough so you got to be able to get across those and you know keep your car together and you know to be able to compete for the end
0: you guys were really good there earlier in the year. Is is that a track? And just generally speaking, do you try to accommodate what the driver needs more, or does the driver need to accommodate to what the car needs at a particular place in Dover, especially?
14: I think in general, you're the the guy you got driving. It's you know driving the train. You know he's telling you what it needs to do, and you're you're trying to figure out how to make it do that. You know, and I think that's what works best. And Kyle's got a really good feel for for the car, especially there and at Bristol when things are. You know, fast, happening, quick. It, it's more of his background and more to his liking, so he's really good at it. So, we, you know, we have that as a benefit. And we run typically run really good at Bristol and, and at Dover, and we've just never been able to finish one off there in the Cup car. He's won a spinny race at both places, so we need to go there and get that Miles the Monster in the Cup series for him. All right, Chad, thanks for your time, and good luck at the Monster Mile. All right, thank you.
7: That's Chad Johnston, crew chief for Kyle Larson. Coming up, we'll have a sneak peek on the new podcast series called MRN Presents 50 Years. The voice of NASCAR. G'day, America. It's the moment you've all been waiting for.
16: That's right, Outback Delivery is here. Now you can enjoy all your Outback favourites anywhere. Our signature centre-cut sirloin at home. It's here. Or game day party platters with kookaburra wings that'll have both teams cheering. It's here. Or steak and lobster for a date night at home. It's here. Head over to Outback.com and place your orders because Outback delivery is here. Outback Steakhouse. Aussie
5: rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may
2: apply. Hey guys, it's Dylan Welch. He's Tyler Burnett. We're the co-hosts of the Rip the Fence podcast. If you like traditional non-wing dirt track racing, we've got the podcast for you.
4: Shane Meal trying to drive away. I can't do everything, but I could do anything and everything I wanted before I got injured. So,
16: Just like many of the great podcasts going, we invite
2: racers in to talk and they tell us their life story. And it's how I feel that matters. It's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. This is NASCAR Live.
7: Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks again for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. If you haven't yet heard, we've got a new podcast series on MRN.com. It's called MRN Presents 50 Years, The Voice of NASCAR. This week's show, it's all about legendary Barney Hall.
4: Here's Bill Elliott out of turn number four. Harold Kinder has the checkered flag in hand, and Elliott takes it and wins the Winston Million and the Southern 500. I guess whatever you decide you want to do is get in there with both feet and dig as hard as you can and just don't look back. And to our good friend from radio station WIFM, Elk in North Carolina, Barney Hall. Like you, can, it was the most exciting race. I'd given up smoking until those last 10 laps, and now I've got another pack out puffing on one I didn't even realize it. I ran out of fingernails about the last five laps also. Just dumb luck, really, that they needed an announcer at Bristol that particular weekend when they first built that speedway up there. Earnhardt is using every inch of racetrack, and Elliott gets together with him. Earnhardt goes off in the grass, brings the car back onto the speedway and keeps it in a straight line and holds onto the lead. Unbelievable. To me, Barney is what sports broadcasting should be. It should be about the event, not about you. And I think Barney just had a great way of, of carrying himself. Pace car about to ease off on the pit road right now. 43 of the best stock car drivers in the world, about 1,000 feet away from the start-finish line. And to call the start of the Daytona 500, the President of the United States, George Bush. Here they come to the grain. His comedic timing was probably the best of anybody I've ever known. The boy's been on a two-week diet and already he's lost 14 days. (laughs) 116 laps are complete here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway.
16: My man Barney Hall was everywhere. You didn't walk through the garage area and not see Barney. With a tape recorder or just standing around just
8: talking.
4: Kyle Petty has just taken the checkered flag to win the Miller 400 here this afternoon after a crash going into turn number 3 We'll eliminate the two front runners.
16: And if you wanted to know something that was going on in that garage area, you just went to Barney
4: as they cross the stripe under the checkered flag, making it official, and Dale Earnhardt has won the Daytona 500. When Barney Hall said in the commercial break the same thing Richard did, tell him your dad would have been proud.
8: <laughs> well, Barney Hall is number one in my book, so anything he says is right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that right now.
4: Pearson is two-car links back on Buddy Baker as they move to the trial. Well, Pearson swings to the outside. He's up there. Bottom line is, if you stay at it uh, and you're determined to do it, Chances are you're going to succeed Daddy. Here they come to the stripe. Richard Petty's STP Oldsmobile. Waltrip dives to the inside. Petty almost put him off in the grass. And Richard Petty will win the Daytona 500. And if you don't, at least you gave it a hell of a try.
7: That's a tease from this week's MRN Presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR podcast, which you can download at MRN.com. You can get the first two shows for free. You can also download them wherever you download your podcasts. Before we wrap up this week's show, Susie Armstrong has this week in NASCAR history.
15: Thanks, Mike. This week, we crank it up in 1973. Grand Funk rode the rails at number one with We're an American Band. Sanford & Sons' salty slams drew a big audience to NBC's primetime slot, while the Brady Bunch's wholesome humor was the rage on ABC. Pope Paul VI and the Dalai Lama compared notes in a historic meeting at the Vatican, and Richard Petty took advantage of Kale Yarborough's late-race tire trouble to nab the lead and win the rain-shortened Old Dominion 500 at Martinsville Speedway. In this barn burner, this seat swimmer, Richard Petty has just dive down the inside,
4: gone under Cale Yarborough, and Richard Petty and the SPP Dodge command. That's Old Dominion 500 at Martinsville, Virginia. Richard Petty is pulling away now. Dale Yarborough is slowing down. Yarborough is pitting. A caution flag is coming out. Got enough rain of the track and the caution is coming out. Petty seeking his 154th win of his career is in front.
15: 1995, the Red Hot Chili Peppers got a lukewarm response from critics, but still went double platinum with One Hot Minute. The trial of the century came to a close as 150 million people tuned in for the O.J. Simpson verdict. President Clinton announced a Bosnian Civil War ceasefire and the battle was nearly over before it began at North Wilkesboro Speedway as Mark Martin crushed his opponents and the Tyson-Holly Farms 400.
4: Mark Martin down out of turn number four, takes the white flag, crowd jump to their feet, cheer him on as he goes down into the corner, he's got just about catch the tail end of the field on this final lap around, he's off turn two. He's not
2: going to have to worry about pushing anything here at this stage of the event,
4: halfway down the back, straight away, Mark Martin for the final time, drops it into third, number three, he's on his way
0: to a win. For Martin, it will be win number three of the 1995 season. Never
15: made it as a wise man. 2001, Nickelback crosses over from rock to AT-40 with the hit tune, How You Remind Me. NBC's 27th season of SNL started solemnly as New York Mayor Rudolph Giuliani, police and firefighters reflected on 9-11. On the lighter side, the network launched the decade-long run of the popular medical comedy series, Scrubs, while WB sunk its hopes in Reba McIntyre's self-titled comedy show, Reba. And Jeff Gordon was laughing all the way to victory lane as Rusty Wallace's dominant lead fell to a late race penalty. Sending Gordon to the Checkers in the inaugural Kansas Speedway Clash, the Protection 1-400.
4: Final time, down the back stretch and into turn three. It looks like Jeff Gordon is headed for victory. He has a lead of about three car lengths over the second spot of Ryan Newman. Battle for third is wheel to wheel between Rusty Wallace and Ricky Rudd. Rusty Wallace, Ricky Rudd, Sterling Marlin
15: going at it as Jeff Gordon comes to the line and wins the Protection 1-400. Best career finish, a second for Ryan Newman. And those are just some of the events from this week. In NASCAR history.
7: Thank you, Susie. And we'd like to thank Chad Johnson for joining us on this week's show. Also, MRN.com senior writer Pete Bastoni. For the rest of the MRN crew that jumped in as well, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us. Folks, we are off to Dover and we can't wait to get there. You can check it out all weekend long right here on Motor Racing Network. Until we speak next week, take care. And so long, everybody.
5: NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse and by Hercules Tires right on our string today's broadcast was produced by alexa henryon tyler burnett and rich Cobrin. the executive producer for mrn is ryan horn remember to visit mrn.com to get all of the latest nascar news and information nascar live is produced under an exclusive license with nascar any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of nascar
3: and the motor racing network
1: Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare.
3: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.